Howdy there, listeners, and welcome to... Oh my god, what episode is this even? Is it... Are we at 10 yet? Uh, Welcome to Talking Shit About with me, your host, Elizabeth. I have with me in the background Dogs Martok and Link, and we are here today to bring you Scientology with a dope person named Jen. And I don't know if Jen would appreciate being called dope, but I intended it as a compliment, so we're gonna keep rolling. Um, There's a lot that goes into Scientology. This only scratches the surface. You should really, really, really check out other sources. Um, Aftermath, the show, I believe it's on Netflix right now with Leah Remini and Mike Grinder, as well as their podcast, Fair Game, um, Behind the Bastards, and the last podcast on the left both do really, really good series on L. Ron Hubbard and can give you a more depth exploration than I ever could. Um, super, super recommend. Uh, let's, should we just go ahead and do it? Should we go ahead and just uh, start talking some shit? and dive into it then cool welcome everybody to talking shit about with me elizabeth whipperman here to talk shit about scientology welcome jen <laughs> thank you so much for having me yeah so we'll just jump right into it um i have a question that's very short okay. and you would think it would be really simple to answer but there's a lot of different ways to answer it and that question is what is scientology scientology is I don't honestly know how they describe themselves. Um, It's not a religion, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Scientology is a cult, but that's not how they would describe themselves, obviously. Um, uh, The the founder, L. Ron Hubbard, uh, wrote a book called Dianetics, where he talks about how to like go clear. And so I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know how they describe it, but probably like a a way to rid yourself of trauma, um, which mm-hmm. is what they believe we are all born with. So I don't know. I, I don't know how much about Scientology you know, but L. Ron Hubbard believes that uh, we all, not not we, but there was, uh, Zenu was like a galactic leader of some planet and he sent all of his people to earth um, to be, killed basically and the spirits of those aliens still exist on our planet and they attach themselves to human beings and so their trauma is carried with us and in order to clear ourselves of that trauma we have to you know uh read dianetics and buy all their you know programs and be audited and and things like that so for people listening who aren't familiar with Scientology and like I don't have firsthand experience but I've been diving into documentaries and podcasts and um it doesn't make any sense no like, it just crazy. doesn't it's it's nonsense it's gobbledygook <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, <Totally> but <laughs> dianetics it doesn't talk about xenu does it 
I don't know if Dianetics talks about Xenu. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, actually, no, I'm sure it doesn't because they don't they don't talk about it at all in like, you know, regular literature. They don't talk about it in publicity or, in, you know, in the media or anything because they kind of save it for once you've gone up through the programs, once you've paid like thousands and thousands of dollars to take all these programs, that's when you learn about it. So, I mean, I guess in that sense, it kind of makes sense that people, it it makes sense why people follow Scientology, because when you first start, it doesn't seem crazy. You know, they use a lot of therapeutic kind of practices to help you in ways that are actually helpful. And so you're like, okay, well, this is actually kind of cool. This is helpful. And maybe it's, you know, something I can get into. And then once you're fully in it, that's when you kind of learn that they believe that we are cursed with these alien, you know, trauma spirit things. <laughs> but yeah, they don't really, I don't, I don't think they mentioned it at all at all in Dianetics, but I don't know because I never read Dianetics. Yeah, I found a copy of Introduction, it's not Introduction to Ethics, but something maybe Introduction, oh my God, Introduction to Ethics. Um and yeah, I just like opened up a few pages and was like, I feel like I'll have to read 20 books to understand what this book says. Mm-hmm. Because it was, yeah, all these terms like engrams and um, they use like auditing and it's like all these terms that might mean something else to somebody who isn't in Scientology. All right, before we continue with the interview, I want to pop in real quick and ask you, listener, the question What is Scientology? From their website. Developed by L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology is a religion that offers a precise path leading to a complete and certain understanding of one's true spiritual nature and one's relationship to self, family, groups, mankind, all life forms, the material universe, the spiritual universe, and the supreme being. Scientology addresses the spirit, not the body or mind, and believes that man is far more than a product of his environment or his genes. Scientology comprises a body of knowledge which extends from certain fundamental truths. Prime among these are, man is an immortal spiritual being, his experience extends well beyond a single lifetime, his capabilities are unlimited even if not presently realized. Scientology further holds man to be basically good and that his spiritual salvation depends upon himself, his fellows, and his attainment of brotherhood with the universe. Scientology is not a dogmatic religion in which one is asked to accept anything on faith alone. On the contrary, one discovers for oneself that the principles of Scientology are true by applying its principles and observing or experiencing the results. The goal of Scientology is true spiritual enlightenment and freedom for all. Who is the supreme being? Does Scientology have a concept of God? Also from their website. Most definitely. In Scientology, the concept of God is expressed as the eighth dynamic, the urge towards existence as infinity. This is also identified as the supreme being. As the eighth dynamic, the Scientology concept of God rests at the very apex of the universal survival, as L. Ron Hubbard wrote in Science of Survival. No culture in the history of the world, save thoroughly depraved and expiring ones, has failed to affirm the existence of a supreme being. It is an empirical observation that men without a strong and lasting faith in a supreme being are less capable, less ethical, and less valuable to themselves and society. A man without an abiding faith is, by observation alone, more of a thing than a man. 
Unlike religions with Judeo-Christian origins, the Church of Scientology has no set dogma concerning God that it imposes upon its members. As with all its tenets, Scientology does not ask individuals to accept anything on faith alone. Rather, as one's level of spiritual awareness increases through participation in Scientology auditing and training, one attains his uncertainty of every dynamic. Accordingly, only when the seventh dynamic, spiritual, is reached in its entirety will one, will one discover and come to a full understanding of the eighth dynamic, infinity, and one's relationship to the supreme being. Does that all make sense? All right, good. Back to the interview. So let's go ahead and take a step back. And um, as much as you're comfortable talking about your personal story, I'd love to hear um, how you discovered Scientology and what aspects of it maybe appealed to you, if any. Uh, yeah, so when I was um, 12 years old, my mom and I moved to LA and she knew someone who was a Scientologist. And so she became involved with the Church of Scientology. And um, when I was like 14 and I was, you know, being a difficult, you know, child with depression and I was like doing drugs and stuff. And I was just, she didn't know how to handle me. She was like, you know what, you're going to do some Scientology. So I was not a willing participant. <laughs> My mom took me to the actual church of Scientology, which is in Hollywood. And, um, I got audited, which, uh, again, I don't know how much our, you know, the listeners know or how much, you know, so they, they have this thing called an e-meter and it's basically like this little electronic box with knobs and stuff on it. It looks very science fiction-y and it has these two cords that come out of it. And there's two cans basically at the end of the cords and you hold them in each of your hands and they ask you a series of questions um, and you answer them and then they get a result. And then based on that result, they tell you, you know, whatever about yourself. Um, my result showed that I was depressed basically, but I mean, as a 14 year old goth kid mm -hmm. sitting across them, that was like, you didn't even need to look at that to know, <laughs> but anyway, so like, well, because you're depressed, we're going to have you do these courses. Um, I took a couple of courses while I was there. One of them was called learning how to learn, which is what it sounds like you go in and they kind of teach you like tools for learning more efficiently, which is actually a really valuable thing to know. So, you know, it doesn't seem crazy. And I took another course, which I don't remember the name. Oh, no, I do. It was called, it was communications. I don't remember if it had a specific name, but it was a, a course about how to help you be a better, more efficient communicator. And a couple of the things I remember from that were, um, you know, you're like in a class room basically it's a bunch of different people um one of the things they had they they had me do in that course was um they had me recollect a story from my childhood that had caused some kind of you know discomfort or or a sad memory or something like that and my memory <laughs> was like they didn't want it to be too traumatic you know mm -hmm. it was just like remember a time that you were sad about something and I was like okay well I cooked spaghetti dinner for my family and I was excited because I made dinner and it was nice and I was bringing the plates to the living room and I was carrying too many plates and so I spilled spaghetti all over the floor and they were like okay now tell the story again and they had me tell it 
over and over and over again until basically I accessed the sadness of the moment. Um, they were like, this time, you know, recall as many specific details as you can. And this time that you tell it, recall how you felt, you know, when you thought about your family or whatever. And so basically, you know, you, you say the story and it's whatever, it happened a long time ago, it's not that big a deal. But after you've told it a certain amount of times and they've had you really focus on the, uh, you know, the uncomfortable emotion, whether it was pain or sadness or anger, you feel that emotion. And so I was crying in front of this group of people that I didn't know because I spilled spaghetti dinner. Um, and then they have you keep telling it until you no longer feel the emotion. So then you like go back to a state of not feeling it. And then that is supposed to have helped you process the pain of the, of the memory, which, you know, is not a bad thing. It, it, it's kind of helpful. It's kind of like exposure therapy or just, you know, I'm sure there are different kinds of therapies where that they use a tactic like that. It reminds me of EMDR, which I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but uh, footnote EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So yeah, they had me do that. And then another thing they did was they had me sit across, like sit in a chair across from a, another person in the class. In my case, it was like an older man. And they just have you stare at this person without looking away and without laughing. You basically just have to stare at them without cracking for an hour. And every time you laugh or kind of smirk or whatever, anytime you break, you have to start the hour over. Oh my God. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like an insanely shy child. And I mean, I was not good at eye contact and to sit across from somebody that I don't know who every time I laugh, I have to start over. And that means they have to start over too. So I was like feeling so much pressure and uh, it was not comfortable, but I did it. And actually, again, it was very valuable because after that, I was able to hold eye contact with people, which is a valuable skill to have. But yeah, it was super fucking weird. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It was just a very odd experience. But again, I can see why people are into it because it's valuable. But so those are the two courses that I remember taking. Um, the, the Church of Scientology itself is an absolutely gorgeous building. And it makes you feel important to be there because celebrities go. It's the Celebrity Center, actually, is what it's called. The one in Hollywood. It's this huge, like, castle, basically. And it's really pretty and opulent. And I actually saw celebrities in there. And so it, it makes you feel important that you're also there, which is, you know, part of how they get by into, I'm sure. But yeah, I remember being a teenager and... <laughs> seeing celebrities there who I respected and I was like oh my god but I also was like not totally bought into it so I was also kind of disappointed to see them there um I remember seeing Giovanni Ribisi and I don't know if you've seen the movie Hook but <gasps> yes yeah so do you remember Rufio oh no not I Rufio know. oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw him there like after I had taken the courses um, and I was a little more skeptical of Scientology in general, I 
saw him there and I was like, oh no, Rufio. Because even though I got something out of the program, I still was like, knew it was a cult, you know? I still knew it was fucking weird. The people who were running the courses there were super, super weird. Um, at least to me, you know, this awkward, super skeptical and cynical teenager. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a, it was a very strange experience, but. What yeah. were the things, especially when you were younger, that you were like, this is BS or like, I think that's weird or whatever that just kind of turned you off? Hard for me to say, but I remember, like, I don't remember when I was in the learning how to learn course, I would ask for help and they would answer my questions in a way that was very unsatisfactory to me. And I was like, you don't understand. And you are saying nonsense to me, but I wish I could remember, but this was 20 years ago, so. Oh, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just remember they were, like, emotionless for, you know, for one thing, which was really weird to me. And they just, I mean, obviously at 14 years old, I didn't have very much experience or knowledge of cults, but they just seemed like a fucking cult <laughs> because they were all <laughs> so awkward and stiff and, like, Ugh, emotionless and they just also didn't really I don't know how to say this if you like questioned what they were saying they they weren't they did not tolerate it they were just like no this is just how it is this mm -hmm. is how this works and that's it so I remember thinking that was really weird but I mean also I, I feel like I was vaguely aware that other people we're very skeptical of Scientology like yeah when you go to any other church there's usually like a lot of camaraderie and you know people are really excited to talk about it and there's a lot of like love and like emotion and you know people are crying and waving their arms and like everyone's feeling some sort of way and mm -hmm. then you have like and a lot of like denominations you like christian denominations you'll have like bible study and like these dis but they're like discussion groups to like talk about their interpretations and like i'm an atheist but i can like recognize sort of the difference between you know a constructive like looking at our belief system and like what it's based on versus like some guy wrote this and this is law what he says yeah. don't question it <laughs> yeah totally different right and it's interesting too, because I mean, with religions, often, I think Mormonism is an exception. You don't know the guy who wrote it, just like some guy or Jesus or who, you know, whatever. But this is a person who's been alive in our lifetime. And we, you know, we know he's a science fiction writer. So why are we believing all this crazy nonsense? But I don't know. But it's also, they don't, they don't consider themselves a religion, even though it's called the, the Church of Scientology. Um, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, L. Ron Hubbard's goal was to start a religion. There's actually, uh, is it okay if I name drop another podcast? Yeah, go for it. There's a podcast called Behind the Bastards, um, mm -hmm. where they talk about L. Ron Hubbard. I think it's it's an either a two or three episode podcast on him. And I mean, the man was insane, <laughs> but <laughs> he set out. To, it was like a challenge he was like you know what I bet I could start a religion and people were like no that's crazy and he's like no I'm gonna do it and he fucking did and you know 
this information is out there, but people who follow it don't care, I guess, or they, you know, I'm sure they think it's like false, but yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. Oh, but I, I remember too, um, when I, I, <laughs> I think my big epiphany moment with Scientology was my mom sent me to buy a book Dianetics three or I don't even remember what it's called, but she was like, here, go buy this, this textbook for me. I need it for Scientology. And she gave me $500 and was like, you got to buy $500 for a book for a religious organization is it's, it's not a religious organization. I remember buying that book and being like, okay, this is all fucking bullshit. This is just a money-making scheme. And I am so sad to my mom who I hope never hears this. she buys into this it's crazy is she still in the church no um I don't honestly know if she we're not super close so I don't know if she still believes in any of that or if she would defend her actions in regards to that or if she now is like oh yeah that was crazy and I shouldn't do it but we haven't talked about it so I don't know but what point were you did you just kind of take those few classes and then it kind of petered out or was there like a defining moment where you were like no i am done and just dropped it yeah so after those couple of courses i was just like i'm not doing this anymore um but my mom worked for a a company that was like run by a scientologist it was a debt consolidation company and the person who ran it was a hardcore Scientologist. I mean, my mom took courses and she like tried to move up, but she was never, she never went clear or anything like that. The person who ran this company had gone clear. She would go on the cruise. She was like kind of, you know, she was very advanced in Scientology. Um, And when I was 18, I actually worked there for a little while. And all of the people who worked there were Scientologists and they were all so fucking weird. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I mean, you kind of have to be, I think, to really buy into all of that and to effectually be in a cult, which again, is, is my my personal opinion. So take that as you will, but um, they were all very strange. And when I finally was just like, fuck this, I am not ever talking to a Scientologist again. These people are all insane is when I wanted to quit the company because I was a receptionist there and it was boring and I hated it. And I was 18 and I wanted to like go do fun stuff. Um, But I called the supervisor there and I was like, I'm quitting, send my last check to wherever. And she said, no, you need to come sign a letter of resignation. And also you need to do your overts and withholds, which is a thing in Scientology they do, which is kind of similar in like AA to, uh, you know, like when you're an alcoholic and you make amends because you've done something wrong. This was kind of that, like your overts and withholds are you basically admitting to things you've done wrong and they're, uh, they were saying, you know, the reason you want to quit this job is not because it's not a good job. It's not because you don't like the job. It's because you've been lying to us and you've done things that you feel guilty about. And so now you want to quit because you can't tolerate the guilt. And so if you do the overts and withholds, then you're going to be free of the guilt and you're going to be clear and it's going to be fine. Uh, not clear because that's, you know, they have their own meaning that that's like when you've done all the programs and you've paid all the money and now you're 
you know, clear of your Thetan. Um, but I was just like, I'm not, I am not fucking doing that. That's crazy for one thing. Also, you legally can't make me do that. And so you just need to send me my check and fuck you. And so they would not let me leave without sign without uh, signing a letter of resignation. But I did not do the overs and withholds. Um, yeah, yeah after that, that sounds like blackmail. Oh, dude, it's so fucking, it's illegal. <laughs> it's also just insane. It's so crazy. So after that experience, I was just like, fuck all of you guys. This is ridiculous. But yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, I've ne- I never met a Scientologist who was cool. <laughs> um, all of the people I met who were Scientologists, <clears throat> sorry, mom, were crazy or like not good people. Uh, so yeah yeah and Scientology like most cults they like look for something that's like that you're lacking like especially yeah like a teenager you know who's having emotional troubles like that's boom like got one you know it's like they have they're like I don't know I set out on like vulnerable people and Uh then um, there's somewhere else I was going with that too but I'm losing it. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, that the the woman who was my mom's boss was, you know, she had cerebral palsy. She had a lot of troubles in her life. She was really, not that, you know, there's anything needs to be said about that. It's just like, she had a lot of problems and and Scientology offered her a lot of solutions to a lot of those problems and like the supervisor that I had was really clearly emotionally distraught and had a lot of her own emotional issues that she was dealing with and Scientology offered her an answer to deal with those things because again a lot of what they offer is you know you know like you said some of their techniques are similar to EMDR which is effective you know they they spout all this anti-therapy and anti-psychiatry, you know, vitriol, but they utilize a lot of the same tactics. So they offer things to people that are vulnerable and that need them. And they, and it works. I'm glad you brought up the mental health stuff because they are so anti like psychiatry and psychology. And it's, yeah, as you've said, they totally use aspects of it. Um, but L. Ron Hubbard was so put off by, which, like, I sort of get it, like, tactics of, like, the 1950s, you know, like, yeah, shock therapies and all of the things that they were doing. But, like, that's not necessarily how it works anymore. And it's, like, the science has, like, grown quite a bit. So the fact that they have, like, a whole, like, the, oh, what is that branch? It's, like, the center for human rights or something they call themselves but it's literally just like an anti-psychology group from my understanding yeah i'm not i'm not too familiar with that but i'm sure that yeah i wouldn't be surprised they have an entire brand (laughs) to that because they are so against it okay so i wasn't too far off it is the citizens commission on human rights Uh, i took this from their wikipedia page sorry to all my professors What the church opposes are brutal, inhumane, psychiatric treatments. It does so for three principal reasons. One, procedures such as electroshock, drugs, and lobotomy injure, maim, and destroy people in the guise of help. Two, 
Psychiatry is not a science and has no proven methods to justify the billions of dollars of government funds that are poured into it and three psychiatric theories that man is a mere animal and has been used to rationalize for example the wholesale slaughter of human beings in world wars one and two but i mean the thing is even if you're like even if you're anti you know uh, medical intervention for mental health issues if you're already on the medication you, you can't just stop taking them and that's what they advocated for they were just like cold turkey come off of them but if they're a group that acknowledges how dangerous drugs are how can they you know advocate for just quitting cold turkey when they know that it could be harmful it just doesn't make sense to me how they could have that like dissonance i just i don't know but nothing that they do makes sense to me so Oh, the thought came back to me. I was thinking about um, one of the more harmful things about Scientology, at least in my opinion, is, yeah, they take these people in who are vulnerable and then tell them that everything that has happened to them is like somehow their fault or has occurred to them specifically because of like an event in a past life or just from my, yeah, does that sound familiar at all? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I think so. Uh, like I was saying earlier, they believe that we are just inherently traumatized because these aliens who were murdered by a hydrogen bomb 75 million years ago, <laughs> um, they're, they attach themselves to us. And so we just have this trauma and there's no way to, to rid ourselves of it. Um, which, no, there is a way and they're going to sell it to you. But I mean, outside of their way, there's no way to rid themselves of it. But yeah, so I don't know if, if that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically you can't help it. There's nothing to be done. You are just born this way and you have to buy our books to, to fix it. <laughs> but yeah. Was there anything else on like the church that you wanted to kind of like touch on or any aspects of it that you find like really interesting or want to talk about i feel like if anybody has any interest in learning about regarding they should learn more about l ron hubbard because the man was truly insane like he was super abusive to his family and his wife and i mean i always knew he's kind of crazy but that podcast that i mentioned earlier goes does a deep dive into him and he sounds like a horrible horrible monster but also very interesting and obviously very intelligent i mean he created this whole you know religion out of nothing and you know he was actually a very successful person so he's actually an interesting character um but yeah i don't i don't know that i have anything else about the church just that i i am shocked that it's still a thing i mean yeah, I just I, I just don't understand how it's so prevalent because it's literally crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't uh, think I have anything else to add. I hope that was helpful. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna throw one more question at you, and then I'll set you free. But I, again, mm -hmm. I really appreciate all of it. Um, so, what would you say to someone? who is currently in the Church of Scientology 
Like, do you have any advice for them? I don't know, because, you know, as much as I think, as little as I think of Scientology, I also feel like, you know, if it helps you and it doesn't harm you in any way, then maybe you're fine. <laughs> maybe say that you're a Scientologist. But if I were talking to someone, you know, who was questioning or, or something, I would, I don't know what I would say. I guess if I just met a Scientologist without any other knowledge about them, I would ask them why they're a Scientologist. And I would ask them how they justify their belief in the system, like how they, how they believe it, how they can know that this person is a science fiction writer who just made all this up about the aliens and how they can believe that that's real. Because the thing is not everybody who's a scientist is like some, you know, crazy person. They're not crazy. They're not unintelligent. So I just don't understand how they can believe stuff like that. So yeah, I guess ask why they're in it. And then, you know, if they had any, any, any inclination toward getting out of it, I would be like, come on, guy, come over to the light because it's it's okay that you were believing that. I don't know how, but it's okay and we'll get you through it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on and sharing your experience and your thoughts. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for asking me. I, again, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it was helpful. So thanks, Jen, for coming on to the show. There are so many aspects to Scientology that I want to cover. If you know anybody who is a Scientologist, who has been a Scientologist in the past, please, please, please come on the show. Um, man, I'm like super cranky today, and so I feel like I'm just like going overkill with my like little inserts that I've been doing and I don't know I don't know um I'm I'm oh man I don't know what it is about like this season but it's like it's been a rough fellas I think it's maybe because there's like the threat of nuclear war maybe I think that might be it but anyways thank you Jen for coming on the show I would love to cover Scientology more I would also love to cover multi-level marketing um, if anyone has experience in MLMs, otherwise, I'm not going to tell you what else we have coming up, because to be honest, I haven't decided yet. Stuff's in the works, but, you know, I, li I like to be a little mysterious. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm done. Bye, love you.